Welcome to our first episode of Berks County Unsolved. Joining us this week is uh, my cousin Kenny. Hello. And uh, Casey and, and myself. Hi, bud. How are you? Good. Fresh off of, uh, of our second uh, season of Chicken Duck. Yeah. It's exciting. Yes, sir. Really moving things forward. Really exploding now. <laughs> so, basically, we're going to talk uh, about open cases in the Berks County, Pennsylvania area. Yes. Uh, we're going to pick a different open case every week or maybe multiple to see how once we see how long they take uh and we'll probably have guests in and just bullshit like we normally do with our normal stuff but with a much much more serious vibe yeah i don't want anybody out there smiling or thinking this is fun <laughs> or funny we're not having fun doing this <laughs> it's very serious so and as of now, we know that there are over 125 unsolved murders Jesus in Christ. Berks County. Fucking Debbie Downer. Growing daily. Just joking, you know? So, yeah, every day is a new day. Yeah. <laughs> Another couple yeah, as, of as the show body. goes on, I'm sure that episodes will be added to the list. What list? Of unsolved murders well, in Berks County. Maybe, maybe we'll help solve them in that number. We can drive some of those numbers down. Okay. Like we're starting above 120. Let's get let's work it down. All right, I'm with you on that. Little crime stoppers. Sure. Okay. You're gonna have to put a little more research in. Set up a hotline <coughs> as well. I'm pretty I'm pretty comfortable with my current uh, effort. The amount of effort I put into this show every week. <laughs> I'm very comfortable right where I'm at. <laughs> this week one of the show. Well, I mean in general. So, yeah. So, Kenny, how are you? I'm good. Good, man. Really Thanks good, yeah. for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. You're our local uh, Gary Render expert. Yeah. So uh, studying the case for years. I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious to know. Uh, let's g- we'll get into it a little bit. You told you gave sure. me a reason why you invited Kenny over here, uh, but we don't want to just drop right into no that. So, go. You started off, and, and when you get tired, I'll jump in and. So this week's uh, episode, our first episode, we'll be talking about the murder of Gary Redner. All right, so we'll get into the history of Redner's Markets. Uh, it is a supermarket chain that currently operates 44 warehouse markets and 20 Redner's Quick Shops around Pennsylvania, Delaware, and Maryland. Redner's Warehouse has a distribution warehouse located in Maiden Township, Pennsylvania. Maiden Creek Township. Maiden Creek Township, Pennsylvania. I apologize. Yeah. Uh so that's right next to here. Yeah. It's very uh, close to very here. Very close to here. It's in Leesport, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually in Maiden Creek Township. Right, but in Leesport. Yeah. If you go back and actually listen to I'll have an episode of uh of this like it'll be a point 5, but it'll be like the history of Berks County. Oh. So you'll get the background of like all the different townships how many townships Did you get Charles how it's J. all Adams broken down and, and voiceover on that one well if there were ghosts involved i could do that but he's just like a ghost guy isn't he oh i think he's is he a voiceover guy i think he's a just a general guy guy i mean he does a lot of different stuff in the medias okay <laughs> we could i'm sure have him on sometime i'm sure he's got nothing better to do than to come well he's retired out. now from how do you retire yourself from Doing nothing. For just writing books and well, he's not writing anymore. Okay. Wait, who's this guy? Charles J. Adams. He, the third. he wrote writes all the like go, wrote because he's retired now. 
all the uh, ghost stories and stuff in Berks County, around Berks County. Such yeah, as the, the beach, a known one? Like the ghost stories of Berks County books? You've never read any of them? I've never seen one. Really? No. Jesus. When were they published? Uh, uh, 90s? Yeah. Ah, okay, yeah. Well, that makes sense then. I remember like every every summer, though, at the beach, like you go in any of the bookstores in Sun Harbor, there was a whole, he had a whole section, uh, like shipwrecks all that so he rode outside of Berks County he oh, wasn't sh- he wasn't yeah right yeah Avalon is outside of Berks County so yeah <laughs> I apologize I always thought that he was just a strict uh Berks County writer so uh we want to get back on the Redner's train here sure Redner's it was founded in 1970 by Mary and Earl Redner they opened two markets in Reading, Pennsylvania, and after a steady success from the start, they expanded their operations to other areas. Five years after opening, Redner's formed an employee stock ownership plan, making them the first supermarket in Pennsylvania to be employee-owned. They have an annual revenue of over $800 million and over 4,000 employees. The Redner's had three kids, uh, Gary, Richard, and Cher? Sherry, I think. Sherry? Casey thinks Sherry. I think it's Sherry. Born on December 31st, 1952, uh, in Queens, New York, Gary Redner began his career as a meat cutter, uh, later becoming meat manager at the company's second store in Red Hill, PA, and later various stores within the company. So we share. I share a birthday with Gary Redner. I, I did not know that. You did. No, oh, yeah, you did share You it. did share a birthday. Well, Yeah. I still do. He was born on the same day as me. Sure. Different year. So in 1980, he was, uh, he was charged with uh, the management of Redner's first distribution center here in Redding and began uh, training as a meat and produce buyer. Within a short time, he became the sole purchasing agent for the meat and produce. And in 1990, he was named executive vice president and served as secretary for Redner's board of directors. He was executive vice president of procurement for Redner's Warehouse Markets, Inc. for 36 years. Gary married Deborah Kerr, later divorcing, and had two children of his own, a son, Gary M., and a daughter, Casey. Gary lived alone. Gary loved playing the drums, beginning to play at the age of 10. I found something that he said he actually played backup for the backup drummer for Bruce Springsteen. After taking some time off, he played in the Philly area for the past two years of his life. Redner was an outgoing, regular guy who was mostly well-liked in the supermarket chain. Part of Gary's personality was a sense of humor. He liked to joke around, although one investigator said that he wasn't something that he was appreciated by everyone. On the morning of March 9, 2008, 55-year-old Gary Redner was found beaten to death on a neighbor's property located in the 400 block of Reber's Bridge Road, Lower Heidelberg Township, Berks County. Gary was last seen leaving Ganley's Pub, a well-known hangout of his, on March 8th at approximately 7 p.m. Ganley's Pub is a quarter mile west of Gary's home. Gary's vehicle was found parked in his driveway. It is apparent that he never made it into his home on the evening of March 8th, 2008. So here's what we know. It was a very stormy evening with wind so strong that people in the area were losing power. Redner left the bar alone, and hours later he was dead. It only takes about 25 seconds to drive from Ganley's to the Redner house. He was found lying in a neighbor's driveway. His fingerprints were found on the garage door. Police say Redner died of blunt force trauma to the head. 
A tremendous amount of forensic work has been done, and evidence shows Redner did not die immediately but succumbed to his injuries hours later. Investigators and state police say they have binders stacked with nearly 1,200 pages detailing the investigation. Search warrants and autopsy reports remain sealed. According to investigators, they have worked with three different forensic pathologists, and the investigation has led them to several states. PA, New Jersey, North Carolina, Maryland, each and every place they go, they've hit dead ends. As far as we know, nothing was stolen from the car or from the home. It's been over 11 years since the Gary was killed, and a standing reward that eventually grew to $125,000 has failed to produce a credible witness. Police do not believe it was a random crime, and he most likely knew his killer. Investigators say they will still need more information and believe someone out there knows something. Even the smallest tip could help, and they want people to come forward to help close the case. In the meantime, anyone with information can help that can help investigators crack this case is urged to call Crime Alert Berks County at 877-373-9913. All right, that was cool. So that's that's all we know. That's what we know. So there's a lot of theories out there. So here's a couple things that I Ganley's is like a just a little Irish bar. It's nothing crazy. It's a nice in a nice quiet neighborhood. Right. He lived in an affluent neighborhood like a beautiful, expensive home in a nice neighborhood, quiet. So it's not like on like a main. It's like the main road there. I was gonna uh, say, have you guys been to the house? No, I mean I've been past it a thousand times, right. but you can see it. So you can see everything that would happen in the front yard. No, no, you couldn't. You drive right. Isn't it right there on that main ro- on that main road from Ganley's? It's only twenty. If it's only twenty five seconds away from Ganley's, I don't. It it has to be on that main road. Let's go there. I'm going to check it out after this. Let's pause it. Let's pause the show, and we'll drive there, and we'll start recording again. Okay. Pause the get show. Get, bring, in, get in front of the green screen. Bring it up on Google Maps. All it's right. the 400 block of Reber's Bridge Road. That's that main That's that main road right there by, by Ganley's. Did you bring Ganley's up? Mm-mm. Why not just bring Ganley's up? Should I bring Ganley's up here? Would you say it was 400 block? So it's on the 400 block of Reber's Bridge Road. So it's right there. So it, it has to be. So that's four. That's four six seven Reber's. So it has to be right there. That's the main road of Reber's Bridge Road. So they said it was a 25 second drive. So it's one of those three those houses. Houses right though. Look at that one. I, there are trees and stuff in front of each one of those houses. So I mean, it, if something did happen and someone was driving by, I mean, you would. St- you would still think that you'd be able to see. I mean, there's bushes. They're not. They're not trees. The driveways are actually further apart than I imagined they would be. It's not like he stumbled somewhere. Like he right, went right, to right. the neighbor's house. Oh, I've been up there. That house is sweet. Yeah, it's right over by Nanny's. Yeah, okay. near Nanny's. So, so the only, if someone, I don't know, the only house that has trees in front of it know. is that third. Is the first one there? That's down in there. In the. Is that the one he lived in though? Like, that one's tree-covered, too. Right. Especially the driveway. It's offset. Well, let's be honest, though. Do you think Gary Renner lived in this house, or do you think he lived in one of these two houses? Right, here? exactly. I think those three are all nice. Well, well he certainly didn't live in the one to the left. See Why? No, nah, that's not where he was. Look at that. Overlooking Blue Marsh? Yeah, it's tiny, though, compared to the other two. He lived alone, though. Just him. 
Did he move after he got divorced? That's I don't. That's what we don't know. I couldn't. It was really hard to find a lot of information. But it is not small. It's because it's. It's like a modern style, right? So if if that was his house, I mean, it would have been completely covered by. Mm. No one would have been able to see anything. If it was one of the other two, the nicer ones, with the pool, and I mean, those driveways are completely open. If someone. You know, it would have had to been a quick attack for... I mean, that's a pretty busy road. I think he either mouthed off to the wrong person or was showing off to the wrong person that followed him home, mugged him, took whatever, left him there. Nothing was stolen. Nothing was stolen. No, but no, there was no break into the house, no car, nothing that from the car was stolen. Nothing from him was like he still had his wallet and everything. I got a theory after seeing this though. Uh, he purposely went to the neighbor's house because he thought he was being tailed and wanted them to think he lived in that place. Because like you don't accidentally go in the wrong driveway there. True. And like they said, but, he tried to get into the garage. Yeah, but he, but his car was found at his house. Right. Oh, his car was at his house. Yeah. He walked or he, he crawled or walked or whatever to the neighbor's house to try and get in, like, try and get help. It's It can't be the other way because Reber's Ridge, Ro- Reber's Bridge Road doesn't go the other way. It's only that, that way. Maybe it was Bigfoot. <laughs> it could have been. there. I mean, if we get Morgani on here, there could be. We could find out if the angel Squatch was ever over there. Or angels came down and... Struck him down or something. Were there, were there signs that he crawled there, or did he walk over? No, I'm not no sure. I'm not sure about that. It, it said that it's got limited information. Yeah, it said everything was sealed. Said, yeah, everything sealed, and they they found fingerprints on or like bloody fingerprints and such on the the driveway or not on the driveway, but on the uh, garage door. Oh, okay. At the neighbor's house. So. Well, I read everything. It said he was like thoroughly beaten. Like fingers broken, ankles yeah. broken. What? Yeah. So, yeah. holy shit! That's, that's what personal. That's, that's what a, that's what makes the the organized crime, and I think the gambling aspect of it. So let's talk about the gambling aspect of it. Well, that's I mean, that was all just market talk, but it was. Uh, I just heard he got killed for gambling debts. You got to owe a lot of money to get beat up. I mean, it's he has a big franchise that he can take money from. Well, you're worth more though. Alive then? Yeah. If, uh, Gambling debt. When oh, you're, you're saying like, they could have extorted more money of out course. of him. Of course. Right, yeah. Still, he Usually. still the company. Like, what if he was going to rat on people? Then they would have killed him. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. which is what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, usually with a, a gambling debt or a debt of any sort, they don't kill someone because they're never going to get their money back. Right. Yeah, very their true. Their family, their, you know. Until they know pets, it's a lost that cause. Kind of shit, right. But once they kill the person that they're extorting, they, they can't get, get their money back. But like you said, if he was going to turn, if he was going to hand some information over because of he owed that money, I mean, then surely. <laughs> but it could. That would have been probably the first thing they would have thought to do. And they thought it could have been uh, someone's husband, but like he would have just strangled him or beat him to death with punches. He wanted to smash his ankles and broke his fingers. Right. right. I got it. Yeah, I heard, I heard he was quite a coxman. That he, a Lothario, he liked, I read. He liked the ladies. Coxman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went deep into the Reddit hole on this, too. A couple of theories where it could have just been a hit and run. 
Like I don't like hit. that one. I don't like that one either because of the uh, all everything being broken. Like yeah, I hit like with a with a vehicle. Yeah. They just hit him and incidentally broke his fingers and his ankles. Right. Unless it was the neighbor who hit him and drug him to their driveway <laughs> and then broke. <laughs> I didn't know the ankles bit. That's just like everything was broken. That's from someone on Reddit though too. That so, that someone knows somebody that knows somebody that uh, knows someone yeah, that knows a cop. Yeah. Yeah. So. We don't know that for sure, but but I feel like with the reward money, that his family thought it was a murder and not an accident right. or a hit and run. Like it wasn't just a reward for someone who accidentally hit him with a car. They wanted to know who killed him. Right. And it, it the the fourteen hours ago the reward actually started at like ten thousand dollars. Oh really? And it was original, yeah. And now it's up to I think it, it's leveled off at one hundred and twenty-five thousand now for the past few years. Hmm. But yeah, it's been over eleven years, and uh, no one's coming forward with the with any information. So I mean, they whoever it. Uh, I also read that it wasn't just one person that did it; that it could have been like a few people. Again, like if it like you're saying, Kenny, if it was a mob hit or something, yeah, then it wouldn't have been just but one person. How do you? How does that happen? At it had to be a little after seven o'clock on that night. You know, it would have been dark. But how do you get a, a beating like that done in front of someone's house? You don't you without anyone seeing. Did it anything. happen? You could have did it somewhere else and just thrown them. Yeah, they might not even have known it was the right fucking house. But then, how does fingerprints get on the garage door? Did they take his broken fingers to the door and did they so here, maybe he walked over to his house or he got to his house he tried to get into his garage door they got him while he was trying to get into his garage door they threw him in a fucking van beat the living shit out of him killed him and then dumped him into his neighbor's yard no his his fingerprints were on the neighbor's garage door yeah so they dumped him threw him at the wrong house he could have thought it was his and tried to get in oh no wow. I don't know how that works out brutal well that that's true though they could have they could have dumped him at the wrong house if mm-hmm. something like that did happen fucking wrap it up then we <laughs> sold we figured it out well we didn't we that doesn't still doesn't say who did it oh that solved it <laughs> we figured it out i do like there's a redner's quick shop right down the road i love it redner's quick shops are great oh yeah the best uh, fried chicken is at redner's regular place I'm what big, do they call it they have meant the quick shop fried chicken <laughs> no no don't they all have like their goofy <laughs> what they're like goofy, like a uh, store name brand for their chicken. Oh, fried like Uncle Chester's or something. <laughs> no, they it is. I never heard that. Look it up. Google Ch- it. I heard a Chester fried chicken. Chester fried. Yeah, that's one. Chester fried. That was downtown. Redner's. The Redner's. That might be in Boyers. Redner's at Redner's, like at the gro- at the grocery store mm. behind the deli counter. They, I understand they make fried chicken. <laughs> they don't call it anything because they just take chicken uh. and they fry it and they put it in a bag. So. I guess you would call it Redner's Fried Chicken. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Cracker. Yeah, I mean that's all it's call called it. is Redner's Fried Chicken. Right. I'm I'm looking I'm googling it right now. Online ordering. I don't know that googling is necessary. Chicken. I've eaten enough of it this weekend to know that that was factual. <laughs> so uh, consider this one solved then, right? I wouldn't say it's solved. No, Jim. I Did you do a timeline? Was that in the thing? The part you read. What do you mean, timeline? A timeline of like the events of the night, like what time he showed up at Ganley's he, versus leaving. Uh, I don't know when he got there, but he left at seven. Alone. Alone. 
But I mean, they interviewed so they interviewed everyone at the bar that was there that night, and no one. I mean, I I don't think they got any information. So if if someone did follow him home from the bar, they're obviously not talking. When was he found? Uh, the next morning. Did say by who? The, his name, na- the neighbor in the, the neighbor? in the yard. Yeah, his neighbor came out like to get the paper or something in the morning, and so a guy's dead in your front yard for twelve hours. You don't know. Overnight on a stormy night. I look out my window like a fucking crackhead sometimes on a stormy night. I'm going to sit up there with the doors open, hoping it starts to rain again. Did anyone think maybe it was just the wind? Just blew him right over. Tore him up. Broke his ankle. <laughs> <Yeah, where laughs> he just broke. Were there any down branches in the, in the area? Why was he climbing trees? That was my question. What if he was sucked up into a tornado and thrown right down the road? One house. No other damage. <laughs> no other damage to the houses or anything. Nope. That's your theory, a tornado. Tornado. Either a small one. Or either the mob or a tornado. Ah. Uh, John Goslin of the <laughs> Goslin family. <laughs> what uh, else do you know about this? Nothing. Uh, you're hiding information from me. I don't, I don't know anything about it. Seems like you were there that night. You're you know a lot about this community and the people, and and you're a big deal in this community. And I think you're withholding information. I'm certainly no Chad Billingsley, a Philadelphia Philly. No, I don't know anything. I know that he worked for the company forever. He was well liked in the community, and he's. Dead. You've never heard of anything. You never like uh-uh. Dave didn't know him or anything from being in the no, in the business, no. uh, big business around Reading. No. None that I've ever talked to. No, the same circles. But you set up a, where you worked at the market. There was there were talks of yeah. Things. Well, I mean, markets are a good place for organized crime. It's so easy to hide money. That's what Luigi's big into. Maybe it was Lou. Meatballs and laundering. <laughs> don't be mad at me. I'm not mad. Okay. I don't have. I don't have a fucking answer to who killed Gary. I don't have any if you're gonna be upset with me at the end of every show because I haven't solved the murder, <laughs> we're gonna have a hell of a time with this. But you said answer. you're gonna bring the rates down. The unsolved well, cases. We're getting it out there. You have a good theory of the uh, tornado, I guess. Oh, I thought you were going to say like. Oh, no, no. No, that they picked him up and dumped him in the wrong, in the, yeah. like he wasn't beaten at the house. They right. took him somewhere. Was that yours or? I think it was Kenny's idea. No, right? it was mine. It, was no, definitely, it mine. definitely wasn't Jimmy's. Well. So I guess that's it. All right. Join us next week when we solve the, uh, what's next week? I haven't come up with it yet. Amelia Earnhardt. <laughs> Gary Renner. Amelia Earhart. <laughs> <laughs> Was she from Burkstown? <laughs> she flew over it. She flew. Her name was Amelia. <laughs> Earhart, not Earnhardt, like a NASCAR driver. <laughs> the number three plane. <laughs> <laughs> Amelia. <laughs> We could solve the. Uh, she flew the spruce goose into the park. Into yeah, the, I was gonna say we could. Cornfield across the street. It wasn't called the spruce goose. It no, was <laughs> the Howard Hughes's plane. Yeah, she flew that right into the. She was the one that into crashed. the field. We could try and solve that mystery at one point. What's the mystery of it? There wasn't a mystery. There was a one of Howard Hughes's planes crashed in the field over here in uh, Muhlenberg, but Jimmy says it was in Burn Township. Oh, really? Yeah. But I know someone. It's actually right next to her sister's house. Oh, I know right. someone that. Saw the plane on fire that day in the air. Is that person alive? And says that it landed in Muhlenberg. Is that person alive? 
Not anymore. Well, then you don't know that person anymore. Yeah. What year did you hear that information? That was around 2006. Mm-hmm. Just after Gary Redner. Yeah. <laughs> was it Gary Redner? <laughs> he died in 2008. Yeah, but he had two years to give information on that plane before they took him out. Who died in 2008? <laughs> Amelia Earnhardt. <laughs> Gary Redner. Whatever happened to Gary? All right, so I guess that's the end of this show. <laughs> Follow us at uh, everywhere at Burks Unsolved. Uh, I think we're on Twitter at uh, Burks Unsolved. Instagram is Burks County Unsolved. Facebook's Burks County Unsolved. Start ordering merch and stuff a while. We need to. We have a Patreon. Sign us up. Sign up for for it. Uh, we need some. Obviously, need some more help with research. Yeah, definitely. So. Uh, not sure who next week's going to be yet. How do we close the show? Yeah, if you don't solve the case. It's not. I don't. We can't close it like chicken. Dip. We can close it with uh, this. Close here. this one. Anyone that has any information that could help investigators, please call Crime Alert Berks County at 877-373-9913. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Talk to you next week.